When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Liverpool podcast. Today, we are looking ahead to the Reds, welcoming Burnley to Anfield. The last time these two sides met, Burnley ended Liverpool's ridiculously high four-year unbeaten streak at Anfield. Lads, Adam, we're going to start with you. How are you feeling ahead of this game? Uh, um, I'd be lying if I said I was as comfortable as the Norwich game. Um, we all knew that Norwich were going to come out and, and sort of try and play a bit of football and leave those gaps open for us. Burnley certainly aren't going to do that. <laughs> uh, they're going to try frustrate the hell out of us. Um, you know, play as as they did last season. Play play on the counter, a nil nil, lumping balls up, uh, and and trying to nick a one nil towards the end. As as I said, they did successfully last season. Um, like I still th- I still think we've got enough to break them down. I think we've shown that in in previous seasons beyond last season with a full strength squad, we do we are more than capable. Um, and look, we spoke last week about how how the feeling was different around this Liverpool team during that Norwich game. Yeah, you know, we we felt like we had that that X factor back um, mm. that that we all know this team has. And uh, so so yeah, I'm I'm confident we can go out and do the business. I'm just just a little wary of what Burnley could do to us. Deej, we'll come to you next. Dice's boys, you know, we know what type of side they are. They're hard to play against. They're physical. They're big and they, they don't give up a lot of ground. What are you expecting from this game? So I'm, I'm actually the other side of the coin to Adam there. We've, uh, we've got essentially our full team back for this minus Rabo. Um, and the, I think the problem with a lot of the games we were losing last season was we were, we were playing a lot deeper. We were, uh, less progressive from the back and relying too much on our front three to sort of carry things forward. Yeah. Uh, now, either we're either going to have Virgil Gomez at the back. I'm not sure whether Virgil will be risked because I think we need him for Chelsea, but we'll have a solid centre-back partnership, which will allow the, the wing-backs to, uh, to progress forward a little bit more. It'll give the midfield a bit more freedom to be a bit more forward-thinking as well. Uh, so I actually think it's going to be a route. I know Burnley, have, have over the, the time they've been in the Premier League, been kind of a bogey team for us. 
But if you look back over the history, uh, Liverpool have only not won four of the last 14 meetings between the two mm. of the teams. So while, while there's this opinion that, they, that they're a bit of a bogey team for us, they're not. We generally batter them. Uh, <laughs> but when, when we don't batter them, it's usually a bit tetchy. But I, th- I think we're set up well to, to give them a spanking this weekend. There we go. Simo, what sort of side do you think the Egenkot plays? Do you think he plays a bit gung-ho or, or do you think he's a bit more reserved? I would like to say start reserved and kind of grow into the game a little bit because Sean Dyche's sides love playing against high lines. Um, and it's why maybe in recent times that would be a bit of a bogey team for us. And then although we have a statistically like really great record against Burnley in our last three meetings, uh, we've actually only won one league game against them. In the last three league games against Burnley, we've only won one mm. of them. Um, uh, the... The, the last time we played was actually in May, where we beat them 3-0. Um, goals from um, Ox, Salah and Firmino, I think. Uh, and then previous to that, in January, they obviously ended their um, unbelievable record uh, in great Sean Dice fashion. Um, <laughs> he was obviously loving it. Uh, and any time before that, we uh, drew one each. So Sean Dice, he loves holding out. He loves the low block, um, using the physicality of his side. Um, playing four four two in a, in a really organised fashion. I know he hates these sort of te- stereotypes that get stuck to him, uh, but the, you know, is, that is probably what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, Burnley do love having space to run into, uh, but, but players like Dwight McNeil and players that can really hold up the ball as well, like Chris Wood. Um, but yeah, I, I think we still win this. I think Klopp's not going to be naive in a play. I think when we come in with a strong back line, as we didn't uh, in the last two times we met them, and we still managed to get the results. So I'm confident that we should get the three points. I think it's important we get the three points and go into Chelsea in a really good mid. Two wins and a bounce. Um, and I want to go into that Chelsea match with momentum because I think we can win it. That that Chelsea team, that, they have to gel. They've still got a new manager, a new-ish manager. I know they won the Champions League that, but they've got new players. Yeah, they've got a couple of outgoings and a couple of ingoings as well. We could maybe even see Lukaku in that match as well. So it's it's our edge is that our team is completely gelled and have great understanding between... Um, each other because they've been playing with each other for a few seasons now. Maybe that's their edge uh, in that match. It gets us over the line. Three points against Chelsea in this in this season, I think, is hugely important. I think it's important that we go in there in a good mind state with six points in the board already. Yeah, very good point. Any momentum? I think the last time we won the league, you know, momentum was the key early on. We sort of kept rolling with that until until you know we pretty much wrapped the league up at that point. Adam, first home game of the season, first time Anfield's going to be full since that Atletico game in February 2020, I believe. Um, how excited are you to see fans back? And do you think they'll play a big part in in the game? Um, look, I, 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 we've only spoken about uh, well, we sorry, we've spoken a number of times about the importance of the fans being back, especially at Anfield. Um, I'm I'm just only disappointed I couldn't I can't be there for it. Um, you know I think I think the atmosphere is going to be insane. Um, and look, it is going to be one of those things that it, it, it could give us the edge against Burnley. I think I think having the fans back in the stadium, especially in those types of games, as I said before, against those teams that are going to try and frustrate you and you know try and play for a nil nil or, or or nick a one nil or whatever it may be. A lot of the times, I think we forget. The, the crowd actually, they're the ones that, that kind of edges on to get those wins. Oh, hang on, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, sorry. Um, they're the ones that, uh, that pushes on to get those wins. And we saw it in the season that we won the league. How many games were we drawing or even losing? Mm. And it was falling down to like the last sort of 10, 15 minutes of the game. And it was that sort of like never give up attitude. 
because the fans were constantly geeing up the players, you know, and believing in them. You can get that one goal. You can turn this one point into three points. And that's ultimately, you know, it, it took us mm. to a title. So I don't think you can ever underestimate how, how big the power of fans is going to be, especially at Anfield. Couldn't agree with you. Uh, Dees, do you st- do you stick with the side that beat Norwich on the opening day or do you make a few changes if you were and Klopp? I make a few changes, uh, definitely. But uh, just to jump on the back of what Adam was saying there, I think there's the other side of the coin when it comes to the fans as well, especially at Anfield. Mm. Everyone has been playing in empty stadiums for so long and Anfield is a really intimidating place to go for an opposition player. I have a feeling the crowd is going to get in the Burnley players' heads because I doubt you'll be able to hear the Burnley fans over how loud the Scousers are going to be this weekend. Uh, Everyone's going to be so happy to be back. I think as well as pushing our players up, I think there's going to be quite a bit of pushing the Burnley players down from the atmosphere in the stadium mm. as well. So I think that that will benefit us there. But as far as the lineup goes, I think Hendo has to start. He's back. So I think our midfield will be uh, Babs, Hendo, and maybe not maybe not Fabinho. Maybe Milner's still in the holding role, depending on uh, how, how Fabinho's been doing sort of fitness-wise. Uh, but then Hendo and Naby as the, uh, the two centre mid-pairings with uh, Jones and Thiago as options off the bench as well, as well as Ox and, mm-hmm. uh, and Elliot as well. Yeah. The defensive lineup as well, I think I'd like to see Van Dyke start again, but I would rather him start the Chelsea game than this Burnley game. So if he needs more time to recover, I think dropping him even just to the bench and starting Gomez is instead is, is a good option. Uh, I think we need either Van Dyke or Gomez on the pitch to start getting minutes back into their legs properly and bring them back up to full fitness. Uh, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure about the front three. I think I'd, I'd probably start with the front three that started against Norwich and, and then maybe bring Bobby on off the bench again. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That's Simo, would you make any alterations or, or would you sort of stick with what got you through that first game? Oh, yeah, I think you've got a, you've got in a award good form. I think the pairing of Van Dyke and Matip at the back was, was really, was really well done uh, against Norwich. So I think stick, personally, I stick with that. Um, I'd, not a big, huge fan of taking out centre-backs unless there's a problem to be solved uh, in that department. In terms of the midfield, um, Navigator has to keep his place for me um, because he stepped up and performed. And unfortunately, Oxley is out for me and Hendo steps in. Uh, and obviously, if Fabinho's available, then Fabinho starts every game. <laughs> 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 he is by far um, uh, such an important player in this Liverpool side. I just feel... So much safer than um, Hendo and Faber on the pitch. But for me, Naby needs to keep his place. Although uh, you could argue maybe Manny, maybe Manny's the one to get dropped because he didn't score and Bobby and Jota did. Um, Bobby's come off the bench and scored and he'll probably be expected to be rewarded with a start and Jota scored and he'll probably be, he'll probably be expected to keep his place. I wouldn't be massively surprised if we've seen uh, uh, a Salah, Jota and um, Bobby Firmino start because Jota can go out on that left-hand side. He's, he's actually fairly comfortable out there, although Klopp seems to really like him central. That's where Klopp seems to to to, to, see, to envision um, the future of Jota. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be massively surprised if we could see and and I want that I want that relentless competition with places, and I absolutely see the value in rewarding players that are, that are stepping up and performing when we need to. You know, we did need Bobby to come on the pitch and 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 step into the game the way he did. You know, we needed that opening goal. Um, you know, from Jota. Uh, and and Salah speaks for himself. You know, two assists and a goal. Um, he's, he's Mohamed Salah. <laughs> he starts. <laughs> we all know he starts. <laughs> on that though, I think Mane not scoring. But for me, that makes him more likely to keep his place because I think a full Anfield as well. Uh, Mane yeah. for me, that'll be him keeping his place. You know, he, yeah, he spoke he about the back of fans, hasn't he? 
Yeah, he, he might not have scored against Norwich, but he had he an good. incredible game. Yeah, he yeah. did have mm. a really good he's game. Fantastic. So I don't and think the thing it, about Manny is that like if he's not if it doesn't score, it's not mass doesn't massively affect the way we play because he does a, a huge amount defensively for us. Uh, and especially with link-up playing his willing to run and stuff like that. It's, a very, it's, it's important that we have that on that side as well when Robbo's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Mohamed Salah, if Mohamed Salah's not scoring and assisting, he's generally really not offering anything on the pitch um, because that is his game. His game has goals and assists. Um, but yeah, I mean, I personally would feel hard done by if I was a striker that scored a goal uh, and, I, and I get dropped against Burnley. Adam, what about you? Do you... Um drop Mane and, and stick Bobby in or do you stick with that front three that started? I actually, I'm going to do something different, I think. And I, I think I'm just going to go Mane, Firmino, Salah for this one. Um, I, think, I, think, I think I think Bobby <laughs> came on, he, he warranted a start for me. Back to um, the good old days. <laughs> I think like, I think I think Firmino warranted the start after, after coming on. I, I think he completely changed the game as we spoke about before. Um, Sadio Mane not scoring for me again wasn't a huge issue, but I sort of I, I'm piggyback to piggy to piggyback on Deej's point. Um, I think the fact that he didn't score it should maybe warrant him a well not warrant him a stop. I think he will start off the back of that. I think the hunger to maybe get a goal in this one could be more from from Sadio Mane, especially if he does start. Um, and also I just think for confidence reason, just keep that he had a good game, keep his confidence going. We saw mm. uh, he, he struggled last season, and and I think. A quite a big part of that, as well as the fans not being there, was maybe just a confidence issue. Um, so we, I'd, I'd like to keep Sadio Mane's confidence high. Um, I think starting in this game would, would be perfect for him. Um, hence why I'm going uh, Salah Mane Firmino for this one. Um, the only other changes I'd look to make, uh, the boys already sort of covered it um, in that Henderson will come in for Ox. And if Fabinho is fit enough to, to come back and, and play a full 90 minutes, I'd, I'd bring him in for Milner as well. And uh, Naby Keita keep his place. There we go. I'd, I'd definitely chuck um, Henderson in for Ox. I think Naby's one of those players that needs a consistent run of games. He needs confidence. And he had you know, a decent showing in that first game. For me, I, I think I would start you know the, the classic front three with Adam. I'd go Salah, Mane, Firmino. I think Firmino and Mane... Both for their first league game back at Anfield, I think, will be absolutely right up for it. Both spoke about how, you know, the lack of fans sort of affected them and they'll want to show those fans exactly what it means to them to be back on that pitch. Um, Jay, like could I offer piece. an alternative? Hmm? Maybe this is a game. No, yeah. Maybe this is a game for that because of the way that, that Burnley are going to set up in those hard lines, that hard block. Those are generally when, when there was a time where every top team in the world played number 10. Hmm. Um, you know, circa 2012 to 2016, every every top team in the world played with a number ten. Every top team played four two three one. Um, to to get to get around those straight line blocks of, of you know sort of four four two or or even you know five four one um kind of blocks and number tens. You know they can, they, they can play in between the lines and kind of do a wee bit of magic that way. Maybe this is a game where we because we, we seen an emergence of it last season. Where Klopp mm. was kind of looking for ideas in terms of like, no, he was kind of he was settled with the idea that maybe we're not we're not great at the back. We need to we need to offer more going forward and, and outscore the opposition rather than suffocate them and keep them out like, as we did in the previous season, the previous previous tight title winning seasons. You know, it's not surprising because obviously back lines do win your titles. Um, generally, the team the better defenses are they're up there. But I I, I wouldn't put it completely out there to see if you if you're starting. If you're starting Firmino as well as the other three, then who are you dropping on that midfield? I go back to what he did last season, where it's Jota and Bobby, and they're just kind of switching out between um, 
I'm, I mean, who, who are you taking out of the midfield? Because you've got two the two midfielders. Uh probably Naby. No, no, sorry, probably um, Ox and and Milner. And someone comes on alongside Naby, either Fab or Hendo. Cool. There we go. Oh, Adam's just a risk Adam's. Burnley game. Always yeah, a risk. I just want to talk about Burnley. Deej, come to you. Who are you worried about in this Burnley side? Who are you players that think can hurt Liverpool? Uh, Chris Wood. Chris Wood. <laughs> uh, Dwight Neil. Hmm. Uh, and that's the end of the list. James Tarkovsky. He might get a goal from a corner. Who knows? But uh, Dale Stevens is out. Normally I'd say I'd, I'm a bit worried about Dale Stevens. I do mm. rate him. But uh, yeah, for, for this weekend, it's, it's Chris Wood and Dwight McNeil, I think. Um, and uh, is, is Pope, Pope playing? I'm not too sure. I don't, if... I don't think he's back yet. I don't think he's back oh. yet. I'm not sure. I need to check I the... Um, I need to check the... Uh, what do you call it? Updates. Yeah, well, it, I mean, I guess it's... Uh, if Pope was playing, I'd say him as well. He's he's a, a bit of a magic keeper, and his his long ball is is something special as well. So mm. he's humping them up to uh, to Chris Wood. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have some troubles there. I mean, this is where I was saying where if we play the, the front four rather than the uh, front three, it'll be a bit Pope of a risk. Is back, sorry, by the way, he is back. Yeah, so so Pope's yeah. gonna be uh, gonna be a bit of a danger for us as well. Not only in his goalkeeping ability, but also his distribution down pitch. Mm. The, uh, the, if we play the front four. Uh, Three of those four rarely go and do any, do much defensive work. As you said earlier, Sadio Mane is always back helping the left back out. But uh, sometimes Firmino will pop up on the edge of the box, but you'd never see Salah or Jota really in mucking in with the defensive work. And with long balls coming coming in, we're going to be light at the back that way. Because mm-hmm. uh, we yeah we would have Hendo, again, probably covering on that right-hand side a little bit. Naby doing that box-to-box role. I imagine he'd probably stay a little bit further forward just to uh, offer that link up. And uh, I think it'd be quite easy for us to get overwhelmed at the back if we played the four four up top. So I think three is, is probably the way we'll go. I still, for the record, I still think we're going to go four three three. I would just say that as a, <laughs> a lot uh, time, something yeah. that Klopp could maybe do, maybe even later on in the game to, to unlock the defence because the big struggle is going to be getting that first one. If we get the first one against Burnley, then I don't really think we get too much to worry about. I think we can go and get mm. a second when Burnley sort of have to open themselves up and commit more forward um, and come on to us a little bit. I think that might that opens up something for us. Uh, but for me, the first goal is key because if, if Burnley get the first goal, they're just going to go into Sean Dyche Burnley mode and they just will stack just both, both, both. <laughs> Every man in the box and, and, and they are capable of keeping us out. So the first goal in this game for me is is key to how it's going to unfold over the 90 minutes. I, uh, yeah, sorry, I, I did think it was a really good point, uh, potentially going for 2-3-1. Did you mention who your two behind the, the front four will be? Who would you have, Adam, if you were if you were playing four two three one? Um, for me, I I think Fabinho probably. If we're going to play a two, I think Fabinho has to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 either side of that, aside of Fabinho, Fabinho I'd, I'd go either Cater or Henderson. I think probably I'd I'd probably want Henderson there just for that extra bit of security. Um. But it, again, look, it depends. How, it depends how the game goes. I'd maybe like to see Henderson start and Kade to come on if that was the case. Uh, but as Simo said, I think we will play the four-three-three. Yeah, in yeah. Terms of the midfield positions that we've been talking about there, though. I mean, uh, granted, it was a while ago now, and based off the Norwich game, maybe Ox does deserve to drop out. But that goal he got last time he played them was magic, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable. He's on form, so. Ox always yeah. scores worldies, though. 
always in big games as well. You know, games that we you know we need something out of as well. Yeah, and he, he'll smash one in, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah, that one against City is just ah. Play that. Can you again. Play that it again. In the, uh, can you remember the one he scored in the Champions League? I can't who it was against. I think it might have been a group stage game. It was like, yeah, the, the outside yeah. of the foot one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh. Almost scores by Odis. So I remember when he was doing like a. Uh, he was doing an ad campaign. And I think it might have been mm. for this shot, the one I'm wearing now, where he kind of walk, he's walking around Anfield and he's doing his usual walks thing because the, the, the media team at Liverpool love him to. to you know, he's he's a character, isn't he? He's an yeah, absolute he's, character. He's like yeah. walking by the goal and he's like fucking pointing about a bit of net and he's like, oh, right there, that's what it snuck in against Man City. He's such a good lad. Obviously, yeah, you've met him. <laughs> good lads, really good yeah. lads. Yeah. Sat car, don't you? Sat in his car, yeah, nice guy. I just want to quickly, boys, want to touch on uh, James Milner. He's got one year left on his deal. Um, if you were Jurgen Klopp, Adam, are you offering Millie another year two years on his contract offering him a slot on the coaching team after what what are you thinking we're going to do with Milner I think I think that should be the aim to because look if even if he's not getting much game time he's somebody that in the dressing like he's an experienced head he's won everything there is to win um and I think he's somebody he's somebody that that definitely fits the ethos of Liverpool um, and will probably slot into a coaching role once he's done with his playing career quite well obviously if that's something that he wants to do um, I'm not too sure if he's made any comments about that previously. I believe he said um, he, he would like to be a co- on the coaching staff at Liverpool, and I think well, Klopp's, Klopp's sort of said that I he think, would happen. I think I think he'd fit in nicely. I think in terms of um, a, a playing position, I'd probably just keep it on like a, a rolling one-year contract, um, keep extending it by a year until you know either the the Klopp or or Milner or both sort of come to an agreement whereby they sort of think you know. We maybe don't need you as a player anymore. Um, to be fair, I don't think that will be that long either. Maybe, maybe mm. another couple of years, um, and uh, and then he he fits right into that that coaching role as as we just said. Even as a squad player, he just has so much to offer. Like, if he goes, he, he is getting on a bit, and he is he, he's. I like it when players lean into their role. Not every, not everybody needs to be you know starting every single week. And James Warner does. I know he competes and he pushes the other players to start every week. Um, but and, and comes on and performs, but he really does lean into that. Like no complaints every time he's he's called upon, does the job completely professionally. He's great in the post match. Um, he's like just he's he's football manager personality. He's like model citizen, and it really is that. <laughs> um, but no. a, a player that could come in in midfield, right back, and left back as a squad player is is super versatile. You know, um, if your if your starters are gone, and as long as he's mani- not demanding crazy money, I don't see I, don't, why I can't see. Yeah. Why he would as a manager, Milner must be you know the perfect. If you could build a player as a manager, you know, and design them yourself, James Milner must be like the number one. He'll play anywhere. If he gets dropped, he doesn't kick up a fuss. He's a model, like you say, he's a model professional. He's as fit as a fiddle. You know, he doesn't drink. He doesn't you know party. He's been playing you know bloody twenty years already, and he's not. And if anything, he's getting fitter. So you know, Deej, what what are you thinking is going to happen with uh, with old Jimmy Milner? So I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe be a little bit sort of off the off the norm here. I think we give him a two year deal. Uh mm. maybe even a three year deal. I mean you look at you look at this weekend just gone, nobody in the Premier League covered more ground than him. He is a, he is like a perfect athlete. And I mean people sing Cristiano Ronaldo's praises all the time. He's thirty six. He's a year older than James Milner. And people saying, Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo's a thirty six year old with a twenty year old's body. 
Milner's just a bit more humble about it, isn't he? Isn't he? He's a 35-year-old with a 17-year-old's yeah. body. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. He'll ever stop. He's got like an unlimited fuel tank. Uh, and, and He's never injured, is he, really, is he? You know, he's rarely injured. Crazy injuries. I think he's still got an, another good couple of years in him. Mm. I, I do think he should go for a coaching role. And I think if he does get a new contract uh, that is playing only uh, when his deal comes to an end, uh, it'll be his last playing only contract. Yeah, I think it will. It will be depending on whether FSG's rules around overage players um, change or not. I think he'll get. He'll probably get a one-year deal if they don't. But I think Millie might be an exception and get another two-year deal contract yeah. until he's thirty-seven, and then at that point get a coaching role as his main contract with like a pay-as-you-play deal uh, for any playing time after that. Yeah, yeah. pay bonus sort of deal. Mm. Yeah, we have to yeah. put him on the coaching staff. I think that's. Uh, yeah, it's got to be, hasn't it? Not, not in question, I don't think. I yeah. just want him there, like around the players. Like, I don't care mm. if you if you start. I don't care if he plays fifteen games in a season. He's got a door named after him. You can't leave. He has, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know. He's got his own door. Yeah, <laughs> he's the type of person that you know young players look at and, and should be aspiring to be. Made his debut at what sixteen for Leeds, and he's you know like I say nineteen, twenty years later, still in the Premier League. Levels haven't dropped, you know, won everything in the game and as fit as a fiddle. And if you're a young player and you're looking, you know, if you're at Liverpool and you're 16, 17, you know, Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones must be looking at Milner and thinking, I, you know, I want your career. And Milner, I think, is the type of person that would guide these players and, and will happily sit on a coaching team and, and, and shout with people. You know, we saw what he did at, to Samiscus at the weekend when he, when he made a mistake, gave him a good slap and he didn't make another mistake. So <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's an old school player in a modern game for me. Um, right, boys, just before we wrap up, I want to get your predictions for Saturday's early kickoff game. Simo, we'll start with you. What are your predictions? 2-0 Liverpool. 2-0 Liverpool. Liverpool. Who, the, um, goals, who are your scorers? Uh, goals from Salah and Bobby. Salah and Bobby. Deej, who are you going for? 4-1 Liverpool. 4-1? Yeah. Adam? I think we're going to have two from Salah, one from Sadio, one from Bobby. <laughs> there we go. Front three firing for Deej. Adam, what are you saying? I'm going to say... 1-0 Liverpool. Um, and Simo will like this one. I'm going to go with a Naby Keita goal. Oh, I very much like that. <laughs> Big confidence. I'm going to say 2-0 Liverpool. Mane and Salah for me. Right, boys. A good, another good episode. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back pretty much straight after uh, full time on the early kickoff on Saturday. Thank you for listening and cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.